the willingness to to make progresses is there and uh, we can see results and maybe we are too poor in communicating <laughs> as an industry <laughs> about the results but I'm not sure there are a lot of industries that have moved so drastically in a few years and has, has reduced their, their, their carbon footprint so rapidly. And, uh, when you, and it, it's on all dimensions, aircraft type, uh, new aircraft now flying, service on board, sustainable fuel, but also the way the customers want to contribute to that. And, uh, I'm convinced that the solution is not customers waiting for the airline to move, not the airline to waiting for the, the, the aircraft manufacturer to move. It's, it's a team effort. And, uh, and it's what makes me very confident and hopeful is that the, the reality is to work together uh, to make it happen even more quickly than, than it's happening today. And it's exactly why we launched this Sustainable Flight Challenge. Welcome to Sustainability in the Air, the world's first podcast dedicated to sustainable aviation. I'm your host, Shashank Nigam, the CEO of Simply Flying. Every Thursday, I have important conversations with top aviation executives, technology entrepreneurs, and policymakers helping aviation take climate action. Conversations that help separate the signal from the noise. Whether you are a frequent flyer or an airline executive, if you care about sustainability or simply love traveling, welcome aboard. SkyTeam is a first alliance that is proactively encouraging its member airlines to take proactive sustainability steps. Things and initiatives that they can do today that make the flight more sustainable. I have the CEO of SkyTeam, Patrick Rowe, who is sharing with me how exactly the idea for the SkyTeam Sustainable Flight Challenge came about, how exactly airlines are implementing some of these initiatives, and what is in it for the entire airline industry to learn from this challenge. It is absolutely encouraging and impressive to see what is happening and I'd invite you to join me to listen in. Patrick, it's a pleasure to be speaking with you. Now, you have been heading up SkyTeam for just less than a year. Yeah. How has it how has it been? Yeah, actually a little bit more than 6 months, so it's quite <laughs> recent. Uh, it's fantastic to uh, to to be uh, part of this uh, multicultural ad- adventure and to be part of this uh, family of 19 airlines. I love it. Had you worked closely with the Sky team previously as well? Yes, I did because I I was uh, heading alliances for Air France KLM. So I was one of the main customers <laughs> of uh, of SkyTeam. All right, welcome, welcome to the other side <laughs> of the table now. Uh, when you were a customer, and even now, why is sustainability part of the agenda for an alliance like SkyTeam? Usually, we see this, you know, emerging as an agenda for airlines or for even technology companies. Why an alliance like SkyTeam? Yeah, 
it's true that uh, the the main concern starts uh, with the airlines. So for us, it's a, a way also to exchange best practices, and that's uh, that's exactly what we want to do with the sustainable flight challenge. So we have this this opportunity to uh, to make our 19 uh, airlines uh, discuss with each other, and, and that has changed a lot since uh, since COVID. Uh, the need of sharing practices has increased a lot. So that's the first element. The second one is more and more uh, sustainability is part of customer experience. And since we are focusing a lot our projects on customer experience, we we feel that uh, we have a, a key role to play here. This is very interesting that you mentioned it's part of customer experience. So you're totally hoping that sustainability initiatives show through to the customer. But a lot of the things that airlines talk about these days, sustainable aviation fuel or single engine taxi or, um, you know, paperless cockpit, passengers don't see. What are some of the customer experience related initiatives that you see in SkyTeam Airlines? Actually, the customers see more and more uh, what the airlines are doing uh, as far as sustainability is concerned because um, they they want to also do their part of offsetting or of, of contributing to a to a better uh, airline industry, so they are <clears throat> they are requesting more and more to know what they can do and to know what the airlines are doing. When it comes to the alliance to Sky Team, even more when you combine different airlines, part of your experience, you want to know also uh, what the different airlines are doing. So it's why we are. We will develop uh, in the in in the the near future. We'll develop some standards the same way you we have some standards in other domains of customer experience. We'll uh, work. Uh, we are already working with the airlines to to make sure that there's a there are minimum requirements uh, across the board uh, through all the uh, the airlines of the uh, of the uh, of the alliance uh, that the customer uh, know that if they fly any. SkyTeam airline, they will have a minimum level of sustainability and a maximum level, by the way. <laughs> it's interesting that you mentioned a minimum level. Is there a minimum standard that SkyTeam is developing or building for its member airlines when it comes to sustainability? Yes, uh, we are in the process of developing uh, minimum standards for the uh, for for all the airlines as far as uh, sustainability is concerned. It will be approved by uh, by our CEOs uh, soon. Uh, and uh, and will become a joining requirement and also a requirement for the existing uh, members. Once again, to make sure that the customers know when they fly the SkyTeam airline uh, that they they have a consistent level of uh, engagement from the airline. I'm very pleased to hear that. Now, one of the marquee initiatives with SkyTeam has been the Sustainable Flight Challenge, which now it's you know it's been. More than a year, it's been it's been running. Is the second time. Tell us a little about. Of course, you were on the Air France side when it started. Now you are heading up from from the Sky Team side. Tell us, please, how did this initiative come about, and how's the reception been? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a great it's a great idea. It came initially from KLM. Uh, it was uh, an initiative called Bold Moves. And it was um, a, a, a bottom-up proposal from the staff of KLM. Immediately, KLM uh, suggested to use it 
at uh, Sky Team level to 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 organize this challenge among the Sky Team uh, airlines. And uh, the first year was really really encouraging because uh, it was uh, 16 airlines that were part of this challenge, and we could see the the positive competition uh, among them. And when when I say competition, it was not a competition. It was really to share the best practices and to to make sure that the industry uh, will move forward and and will uh, be able to to change practices and to accelerate their practices uh, for the benefit uh, of the customers. This year, uh, we it will be the second year, and uh, we will move to six, from sixteen to twenty two airlines. So it's more than, than the number of uh, uh, of airline part of Sky Team because we uh, invited also uh, friends and family. <laughs> so uh, we have some subsidiaries of uh, of some airlines. Uh, so twenty two in total. And uh, on top of that, we we will measure uh, a total of twenty four categories. We don't want to 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 tell the world. This airline is the champion, is the best. We want to focus on each detailed category to, to, to extract from that the best practices and to make sure once again that the others can, can use it. And one of the key, one of the key uh, category will be the adoption, the adoption of the measures of last year. Because we believe that, <laughs> of course, when we talk about sustainability, <laughs> it's not a, uh, a one-shot challenge or one-shot uh, action. It's 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 meant to to stay. It's why we want to reward uh, the the adoption of the measures that were uh, tested last year. That's very interesting that you mentioned it's focused on adoption from measures of last year's competition. So you're encouraging airlines to implement this year what they've seen going around. What were some of the you know very innovative or interesting measures that stood out to you last year? Well, of course, there was there was a lot of airlines that use uh, sustainable fuel that uh, reduced uh, plastic on board, uh, or uh, that used electric uh, vehicles like on the ground also at the airport. Uh, so that was the the main flows of initiatives. Uh, but so, but on top of that, we saw a very interesting and specific uh, initiatives. Like I can I can. Quote, for instance, uh, Saudi, uh, they had a Madrid to Jeddah flight and uh, they created on board an in-flight lab for the passengers to share their ideas during the flight about uh, what would be for them a sustainable flight. That's, that's one idea, that's one initiative. Kenya Airways, for instance, promoted a lot of, they called it farm to fork uh, initiative. Which, which was really all the catering was done with local produced uh, food and, and products. Each airline was able to put the light on a specific item or sometimes combination of all items. For some airlines, the, 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 redu- the reduction of, of CO2 was, could reach 50% uh, on, on one specific flight. So that's very impressive what was uh, what was achieved. 
And overall, the average was a, a reduction of 15, 15.5%. That is quite amazing. We were actually involved in the Saudi challenge. And I remember writing the announcements for the pilots to announce to the passenger on when they can start sharing ideas. And they had a full bulkhead, which was full of post-its before the end of the flight, uh, which was full of ideas. So it's quite different and, and fun. At the same time, useful because lots of airlines can implement something like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we, we value a lot. We are looking forward to, to this year initiative and to, um, to see, I'm sure there will be new ideas. Uh, but once again, what we want to value also this year is all the measures that were adopted by the airlines since, uh, since last year and to, to show the, the, the sustainable part of sustainability. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And you mentioned you expanded to 22 airlines this year by including friends and family. Two questions. One, the SkyTeam have intentions potentially for the next sustainable flight challenge to be open to all airlines, whether or not they're part of SkyTeam. And secondly, what are some of the lessons that can be applied more widely, not just within SkyTeam, but, but industry as a whole? It's our ambition to uh, not only to... It, it, it's not the kind of product where that we want to keep for ourselves, definitely. Uh, so we want to share as much as possible with the rest of the industry. So we are considering right now what could be next step for next year. Is it, uh, is it open to other alliances? Is it uh, through IATA? Well, still to be uh, to be defined but uh, we, we we don't want to organize a competition between sky team and the rest of the world <laughs> so it's more being able to thanks to those initiatives to maybe to to have a wider scope uh, of airlines that would able the the industry itself to to accelerate its transition so that's that's the ambition the the how is yet to be <laughs> defined but the ambition is there one of the, I'm, I love that it's ambitious. Let's bring up a risk here as well. I was recently speaking to an airline head in India and he said, Shashank, there's just no consumer pressure, at least in India. People are still sorting by price and they take the cheapest flight. And also there's no regulatory pressure, at least for now, right? So the, the there is no pressure right now to go do something today specifically not necessarily 2050 so the situation is very different from a place like europe or where you are where there is consumer and government pressure whereas if you go to the americas there may not be visible consumer pressure or even government pressure but there are government incentives and there is investor pressure right because of these three different audiences how do you balance this out or how do you encourage airlines to deal with this in, in a decent manner, because it can't just be all consumer-led if consumers don't really care and they're sorting by price. It can't just be regulatory uh, compliance if there are no regulations. How do you deal with that? We take as an assumption that the, we, we all live in, on, on the same planet. <laughs> and whatever the regulation is, we have to do something. And uh, he, he, that's what we are telling uh, uh, airlines that are not originating from Europe. Uh, of course, Europe, uh, you have very binding regulations. Uh, you have also combinability between train and, and airline more and more, <laughs> while in other continents, uh, it's, it's less the case. But still, we believe uh, that uh, everything we can do uh, for the planet is good everywhere. Uh, and that's the beauty of SkyTeam also is 
because in Europe, the airlines were a little bit, let's say, more uh, incentivized to, 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 to move forward. We can also learn from, from, from the lessons, uh, and from, or from the initiatives that were, that were taken in, in Europe, uh, for the benefit of, of the other airlines. So, so that's typically where Sky Team can bring value. You know, I, I find it really hardening personally to see a non-airline trying to benefit multiple airlines through this community aspect. And that's what gives me the most hope. Uh, you know, this was supposed to be a last line at the end of the interview, but I have to say it because I'm I'm totally feeling it <laughs> right now that this brings out the community aspect and everyone is working together. And hey, we are all part of the same planet. Now, there are airlines like Vietnam Airlines or Aerolinias, which are still on the starting off the ramp when it comes to sustainability. Yet there are airlines in SkyTeam like Delta or KLM, which, you know, which is talking about investing in eVTOLs and SAF. How do you make it equitable here, where some airlines are way ahead and some airlines are you know, still playing catch-up? It's not necessarily uh, the big ones that have the most innovative ideas. They have, of course, they had to. But uh, I was quoting uh, Saudi, I was quoting um, Kenya Airways. Uh, they are very active and innovative in the, in the challenge. Um, they want to show that it's not only a challenge uh, for the European or for the American. That's also the, the value of this, uh, of this challenge. Uh, and also the fact that we, can, we have a jury that can, can look at 25 different categories uh, of initiatives. So, so it's not one big category. So I think there, there are uh, opportunities for each of the members whatever the, their size, whatever the maturity of their country on, on the matter, to really uh, have some implement some breakthrough ideas and that will benefit uh, all the, the airlines. Uh, so once again, that, that's why we decided to, to have so many categories, to have a real scrutiny and detailed uh, action-oriented challenge that can be used by everyone. Fair enough. We have to recognize that SkyTeam is an alliance. You can only suggest or recommend. You cannot implement for the airlines. Do you find that this is a challenge that implementation is ultimately up to the airline and there's, you have little control there? Yeah, you're right. At the end of the day, airlines have to implement, but uh, we can uh, set standards. We can uh, make sure that our joint customers can find a, a consistent level uh, uh, among among the, the 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 airlines of of Sky Team. Also, once again, our our role is we are not an airline, but we can organize uh, exchange uh, of best practices among the airline, and that that has a lot of value. Uh, that has a lot of value, not only for the for the the smaller members to learn from the big ones, but also uh, the other way around. Well, it definitely seems that in your first year of taking office, sustainability is a core part of your agenda. What about growth? Are you looking to grow the alliance by adding more airlines? I know you recently added Virgin Atlantic. Are there plans for more growth? We don't want necessarily to be uh, the the airline that has uh, the, the the most number of uh, of airlines. What we want is to be the most consistent alliance and and the the alliance that is the most integrated. Sky Team has a lot 
of JVs, joint ventures, and is the champion of, of joint ventures. And our ambition is uh, to make sure that our members can develop their business together. Some of them have antitrust immunity, some of them don't. What we want is to make sure that they, they can grow their business uh, thanks, to, thanks to the alliance. When it comes to new members, it has to be consistent with that. Uh, it has to be consistent with uh, business development and it has to be consistent with potential of new developments in, in some continents. So we don't need to have uh, 35 uh, members, <laughs> but uh, we need to have the alliance that develops the most added value for uh, for for its members. I think that does make sense. Uh, now you must be familiar with Star Alliance and their recent addition of Deutsche Bahn as a train, as the first train network into the alliance. Is that something on the cards for Sky Team as well? Because intermodal is such a big thing now. Are you looking to add Thales in France or uh, other partners in Europe or elsewhere? Uh, non-airline partners like that? I was mentioning customer experience and, and customer experience is made of mixed uh, experience of airline, train, and maybe other means of transportation. So SkyTeam has to work with those operators. SkyTeam has to provide solutions and the train is part of it, definitely. I take it more on the, on the customer experience side. Because uh, it's it's really one one week one week you 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 are flying to New York and the, the week after you you will take uh, the the Thales uh, to Brussels or the Eurostar to to London uh, when you live in Paris for instance uh, so yeah there are there are values attached to it and uh, what well, I cannot uh, I cannot comment more more than that but uh, stay stay tuned. I'm looking forward to what's coming <laughs> there. Now, traditionally, aviation has always about, been about growth. Growth in aviation leads to a better societal fabric, interconnectedness. We have all known the benefit of aviation. In the ESG, aviation always stood out as the S. You know, it's about society. But now the E, the environmental and sustainability aspects are you know, coming to the fore as well. How do you think aviation can balance or strike, you know, uh, some sort of happy handshake between growth and sustainability? How how do we reach that? Yeah, it's a good question, and we we saw with uh, with COVID that there's a new reality now, and people travel differently. The growth is still there, uh, but, but in a different way. If we take the corporate travel, for instance, we we see that uh, they, they they are traveling less than before. They they try to to use hybrid uh, way of uh, connecting, but people need to to develop their business, and uh, also that's what we saw during the crisis. That uh, you cannot develop your business remotely. You have to to meet uh, in person. You have to shake hands. It's the quality of what we can uh, offer uh, to our customers to meet maybe less, but when they travel, uh, they have uh, it has to be uh, with a purpose. Probably the, the quality uh, of traveling will will change. So the growth is a little bit different than before. It's less volume, uh, but more uh, need of 
good traveling. And uh, a good example of that is uh, a lot of airlines, and we will help them in, in that, are considering changing their uh, the way uh, they reward their, their best customers. And rather than uh, building a frequent flyer program, they want to build a, a good flyer program. <laughs> Uh, so that's very interesting. And, and, you know, the alliance itself and the partnerships is a way to fly better because uh, you can, thanks to, to an alliance, you can combine in your single trip different legs with different airlines and, uh, and make it more sustainable at the end of the day. I like that you say going from frequent flyer program to a good flyer program. And I also like your emphasis on quality. So when people do travel, they want to have, you know, a quality customer experience. They want to take care of sustainability. They want to be conscious travelers uh, and not just traveling for the sake of it. What gives you the most hope, Patrick, about the future of sustainability within aviation? I'm, I'm, very, I'm very confident and optimistic uh, for, for, for the future because uh, all the airlines are aware that uh, we have a, a big responsibility uh, for for the for the next generations. They are fully aware too. So, combining our efforts with with them, combining our efforts with all the airlines, but all the the stakeholders uh, of of the airline industry, the willingness to to make progresses is there, and uh, we can see results. And maybe we are too poor in communicating <laughs> as an industry <laughs> about the results. But I'm not sure there are a lot of industries that have moved so uh, drastically uh, in a few years and uh, has, has reduced uh, their, their, their carbon footprint so rapidly. And, uh, when you, when, and it, it's on all dimensions. Uh, aircraft type, uh, new aircraft now flying, service on board, sustainable fuel, but also the way the customers want to contribute to that. And uh, I'm convinced that the solution is not customers waiting for the airline to move, not the airline to waiting for the the, the aircraft manufacturer to move. It's it's a team effort, and uh, and. It's what makes me very confident and hopeful is that the, the reality is to work together uh, to make it happen even more quickly than, than it's happening today. And it's exactly why we launched this Sustainable Flight Challenge. So maybe also you, you were mentioning may, uh, how could we enlarge the scope uh, for the future. It's maybe not only by having airlines part of this challenge, but maybe uh, having other players uh, being part of the challenge uh, to, um, to towards the same result. I, I like that because then you're going beyond just only the airlines and the ecosystem comes together. Maybe some of the airport hubs like Amsterdam Schiphol, which you know, is very active when it comes to uh, sustainable measures. Coming together, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds for the Sustainable Sky Challenge. I observed closely the first year and I was very impressed by some of the initiatives that airlines came. And they were, you know, it, 
it wasn't just from expected sources, but even from unexpected uh, areas. So I'm, I'm looking forward to what this year entails uh, in terms of the Sky Team Challenge. Now, the last part of this uh, interview, Patrick, is what I call the rapid fire round, in which we get to know you a bit more personally, very simple, easy questions, and hopefully good, insightful answers as well. I'll start with something simple. What is your favorite airline? Ah, I would not lie to you. This is Air France. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to know. Uh, I'm not, <laughs> not surprised at all. Uh, what is your favorite book? My favorite book is um, The Bonfire of the Vanities. Uh, it's, a, it's a book from the 90s uh, that was in New York that shows the, the limit of the power and uh, plug to reality. Okay, thank you for that. What about your favorite movie? My favorite movie has always been Taxi Driver. Wow, I love that you have such crisp, clear answers. <laughs> I love the clarity here. <laughs> no ifs and buts. Um, how about your favorite city? Uh, so no surprise, it's New York. <laughs> okay, not Paris, not Amsterdam. We'll stick to New York for this one. What is something you still want to learn? <laughs> I want to learn Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> which is a challenge, I can tell you. <laughs> that sometimes can take a few lifetimes. I wish you all the best in this one. <laughs> it's not an easy language. Uh, what do you do in your free time, Patrick? I love to be uh, in open air, to, uh, to run, to walk, to visit. And uh, my challenge right now is uh, to walk the Camino de Compostela, <laughs> the... the, the the way to Compostel, so I'm uh, halfway there. <laughs> I will I will w walk uh, another ten days, uh, second half of May. Uh, but I still need, uh, yeah, still need uh, roughly one full 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 month, one full month to get to Santiago. But it's uh, it's really something that helps you to to disconnect and to reconnect to to the the real life. I would say. <laughs> This is so interesting. For some reason, I think walking is back in vogue because you're the third person I have spoken to about walking this week. I had a previous podcast guest, uh, Bonnie Simi, who wants to walk the Pacific Crest Trail, basically from the Mexican border to the Canadian border, but in the mountains. And that's a place she wants to walk. I also read about a guy who walked the entire length of Japan recently and what he learned. And uh, there was an article just last week about a guy who walked around the world, 18,000 kilometers over seven years. Oh, yeah. So I do wish you all the best for your walk <laughs> in the outdoors. And finally, Patrick, what is the best advice you have received? Ah, that's a good question. I think the one that, that I bear in mind every day is uh, one of my first manager that told me, when you are a manager, you have to listen a lot to your team, but don't try to please everyone because otherwise you, you're, you'll get lost. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a tough one. Uh, you learn, exactly. The sooner you learn that, the easier things become. Perfect. Thank you, Patrick, for your insights. I'm truly excited about the Sustainable Flight Challenge. I love the path Sky Team is taking towards not just expansion and adding more members every few years but quality sustainability and a focus on passenger experience i do look forward to flying on sky team uh, on a sky team member airline soon thank you once again for all the insights. thanks a lot Shashank. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Sustainability in the Air. Aviation is one of the hardest to decarbonize industries, yet there are multiple paths to get to net zero. Awareness is key to a green future. So please give us your support to help our sustainable aviation insights reach a wider audience. You can do this by sharing this episode on your network on LinkedIn, Twitter, or even WhatsApp. Or perhaps you might consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this episode. You can start a conversation with us by writing to us at podcast at simplifying, that's simply with an I, dot com. And for more content on sustainable aviation, please visit our website green.simplifying.com and join the movement. Sustainability in the Air is an original podcast by Simplifying. The show is produced by Uri Toth in Slovakia. Dirk Singer is our Director of Sustainability who leads research for each interviewee out of Greenwich, UK. Shubhadeep Pau is our supervising editor based out of Mumbai and Singapore. The articles are written by Ayushi Badola in Dehradun in India and Meera Hull in Montreal, Quebec. Creative design is led by Lihia Esteve in Montreal. Baiba Dreamen is the project director for the show based out of Valencia, Spain. Special thanks to Wendy Sim in Singapore. And I'm Shashank Nigam, the CEO of Simplifying and your host. Please feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn.